The Dark Side of Eve, Chapter 13 Venus, A New Society Previously on The Dark Side of Eve Eve thinks about her first position as an arbitress. Is she honored or is she punished? The planet looks like she is punished. Episode 41 In the end, there were three women left. One had killed her cruel leading officer, not directly, but through a bomb. Her name was Sela, and it was her wish to go to the exile. The exile, this was something special. The exile was the only planet in the human federation without laws. It was a planet with a surface like Earth, and people who didn't want to be part of the society could go there without being judged. However, it was a one-way ticket, and because no being cared about this place, the life of the humans wasn't as endless as for the rest of mankind. Eve heard about this during her training to an arbitress, and it scared her, but there was nothing in death to scare. This was the normal end of all creatures. Eve promised herself to read more about this planet, the system exile, when she had time. Well, when she has some time to spend. The second one was Fleur. She was an assistant. She did not fulfill the orders of her boss, who was cruel and ruthless. She denied the orders and went to prison herself. Eve asked her if she wants to be her private assistant. I read your file, and I like to ask you if you can imagine to be my assistant, sitting in the hallway next to my door and arranging all my appointments. You want me to work here after you read my file? Sure, you are a free woman. I pardoned you already. Fleur took the job, and Eve was happy. She was a friendly person, and it was so much nicer to have a good-looking woman in front of her office than the military officer in uniform she had in the last days. Fleur did the job with an immense seriousness. Every morning she was at her desk before Eve came down the corridor. She organized coffee and lunch for Eve and looked after all appointments and projects. Even though she had to sleep in a simple dorm, she was always happy and friendly to everybody. The third one was Margarete Rivana. She was a judge. She always went by the law, but her arbitress cheated, and she was the one to be blamed. She was strict, always had the last say, and enjoyed discussions and arguments. The arbitress put her in a labor camp, but she managed to escape. She went on a ship and found this place. Nobody asked where she was from. She worked in the kitchen, hoping her arbitress would not find her. You are a judge, Eve started the talk. I was, came the answer and the voice was hard. This moment it was clear she would not give in. Never, Eve smiled. She always enjoyed meeting a fighter. I told you she is battlesome and pig-headed, Matakela said and came through the wall. The judge slipped from the chair to the ground and bent down her head. 
Now her words were less hard, but devout. Forgive me, holy being. I would not disagree or answer back bold. The corner of Eve's mouth twitched. A being seemed to be powerful enough for this woman to kneel down. Eve told herself to be fair. She doesn't want somebody devout. She wanted somebody she could trust. Sit down again, Eve told the judge, and she got up, slowly, always having Matakela in her eye. Is this the judge we spoke about a few days ago? Yes, she is the right one. Why? Because I know what will happen to Farah and that you need a judge like her. Tell me. If Farah had finished her training to be the empress, she will be more adamant than ever. She will be strict and dominant to all arbitresses. One reason is her own character, and the second is the character of her being, regardless. He is greedy, malicious, and his behavior goes over to Farah. What you need to be safe and cover your planet is a judge that is not afraid, a judge who knows the law and is able to enforce it. I am fine with this. What about you? Eve asked Marguerite directly. I will do it, but my old arbitress wailed me. If she realizes that I am still alive, she will be out to kill me. Margarete got a dorm and left Eve's office. She promised to be on duty tomorrow, and Eve was happy but tired. She left the office too. In her ugly and cold home, she felt so depressed that it was not possible to talk to John. Usually, she spoke to him every second evening. She enjoyed it. To hear his tender voice made her happy. She was able to tell him all that happened, and it was a sort of therapy for her, a reflection. John would be sad if she didn't contact him today, but she was too tired. She would surprise him with a contact at breakfast. The next morning, and after a talk to John, he felt good motivated. She decided not to look at the files of the slaves. Her staff could do this. She wanted to look after more personal stuff. This would be much more fun, but unfortunately her day went completely different. Eve had just had her first coffee at the desk when Fleur came in. She was agitated and told her that one of the slaves from the large hall escaped. Nobody could find him and they were afraid he would kill himself. Eve concentrated and let her thoughts run through the hallways and corridors of Venus. It took a moment, but then she found him. He was sitting at the edge of a large caldera that should be tomorrow the new school. It was empty as all workers had finished their work for today. Eve walked over to the caldera. If you don't go, I jump, he heard him shout when she was clothed. I can help you to be free, she wanted to say, but he was quicker. I will never be free, he shouted and jumped. Eve was shocked. The fall was deep and at the end Eve heard a bad crack in the dark abyss. It took a while until they were able to rescue him from down there. No crane was near. They had to bring one from another building before they could climb down to the man. Today she was not able to work on. Even if it was just the morning time, she gave herself a day off and took a long and hot bath in her private apartment. How can I be allowed to relax if other people suffer? 
With the right of the arbitress, Matakila said. I cannot save them all, I know. I have to care about my power, otherwise I am too weak to do any work. Right. Work slower. Let life find its way. But the men. Well, as you said, you cannot save every life in the universe. But you are right. We have to work on your persuasion. Matakela and Eve had a long talk, and in the end Eve relaxed. She slept well this evening, and the next morning she felt more powerful. She was the one to decide, the one to hold the power. It was a good feeling, even if she knew Matakela had manipulated her a little. In these dark and lonely days, she was growing in her mind. Even if it was a hard life, it shaped her to be an arbitress. It seemed like John felt the same, and he told her that she was some sort of servant to the system, of course, but she did not have to be devoted. She was the one to make the rules. As they had finished the talk, Eve thought that he was right. She had the power, and from now on she would use it. Finally, you understood. Great, let's work, Matakila said. <laughs> 